0: feeling good feeling good man you feeling good i love it you have one of those little things on your ice cream truck
1: well i just plug it in for my phone uh youtube in a little bus when i'm driving through the neighborhoods. yeah that's been pretty good i mean I, we've been blessed with that but nothing like
0: yeah It's the Rundown Podcast here on AccessWDUN.com. Well, we have a special guest for you today. This guy's been begging to be on the podcast, and, uh, well, we finally found time because we have so much to do with all these sports going on. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Coach Chad Pittman, you know him, you love him, and Coach, welcome to the show.
1: Well, I don't know about special guest. I've been called a lot worse, but hey, I'll take it, big guy. That's for sure. No, man, happy to be here. You know, there hadn't been any sports, unfortunately, as we've talked about many times. But there is still some stuff going on that we're going to have fun with today, for sure.
0: Actually, we probably should take special guest away from your title, just kind of team member.
1: Well, that, hey, you know that works too. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I really missed it since basketball. You, you just don't know how much I truly enjoyed that. That was great. I got the coach. Kind of for free every Friday night.
0: Well, Coach is our on-staff Dick Vitel on the radio. Well, There's, again, I, you know. You just need to add diaper dandy this season if we get to play.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. You know, some of those things need to be left undone, I think. He, that's probably not for me. But, hey, it's fun either way.
0: Hey, did you think that the and, – and we've got something to talk about. We're going to BS here for a minute, though. Did you think that the last game you and I did at the Macon Complex, Centriplex, Coliseum, whatever they call it now, the dump, uh, did you think that the shutdown, I mean, that was
1: a week later. We were – school think, was out. Yeah, I think we did that on – was it Saturday, March 6th? Yeah. And literally, we were Less in than school. A week later. Yeah, we were in school for another week, and then yeah. it was like, well, we'll see you guys next year. And now, oh, my Lord. You know, Gwinnett, Cobb, and Fulton yeah. have now pulled the plug. I don't know, man. It's really a shame. There's a lot of emotions there yeah. for everybody.
0: It is A lot of emotions, a lot of stress, a lot of worry happening in the world. GHSA's meeting Monday, which is today. We'll be recording this podcast to discuss whatever future there is of high school sports. I don't know what's going to happen with it, but hey, I'm trying to stay positive with it. Coach, you trying to stay positive? I mean, in any
1: way, shape, or form? I, I definitely. I, I just, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like a ball game. Yeah. When the ref makes a call, half the gym hates him and half the gym mm-hmm. loves him. It doesn't matter, GHSA or school systems, in my mind, they're not going to get it right regardless. Right, right. I I do really like and respect the idea of the school systems allowing families to make their own decision because many families that are single moms and dads raising their children i don't i just truly don't know how they're going to be able to stay at home with a six-year-old eight-year-old a ten-year-old i mean my youngest son's 12 and my wife's informed me that i didn't even really know the law but he can only be at home for so long by himself i I didn't know
0: that till you told me that earlier
1: So so i just think there's so much going on but i really truly like that to be the families to make those personal decisions and then if you say, I'm going to school, you're kind of entering at your own risk, per se. And you're willing to take those chances. And And the numbers, depending on if you're Democrat, Republican, you know, um, whatever the case is, you either believe them, don't believe them, think they're out of whack, think there's not enough. It's testing now is finally driving the numbers up. There There's so many things influencing these decisions and um, – I just pray every day that the Lord gives the doctors and the scientists, you know, wisdom and knowledge on these things so they can somehow come up with the vaccine, you know, and our treatments and and so forth. Uh, Of course, we don't want anybody to get it, but I just man, I'd love to see our school systems, our athletics and our country as a whole move forward.
0: Well said. Well said. Now, as a as a a coach, I don't want to call you a former coach because you'll always be a coach, right?
1: Again, it depends on who you ask, but yeah, we'll we'll go that route.
0: But as a coach dealing with something like this, I know you've you, the brotherhood and the coaching circle. I know you've talked to a ton of coaches. What's the feeling that you're getting from the coaches?
1: Well, it's that uncertainty. Yeah. Every nobody really knows. Do do we buy stuff to prepare for the yeah. season? Do do we not? Do we? You know, what do we know in summer camps? Mm. I I know you know from a coach you want to get that chemistry is really important during the summer because you've got new kids stepping into new roles you graduated kids things like that you have transfers move-ins whatever so you want that bond that chemistry is really what was important to me and then the other thing that was important was to see who could fit those roles Mm -hmm. like you know or is this guy going to be able to give me time off the bench? Is this young lady going to be able to score for me tonight? You know, fitting all those puzzle pieces together was really key. And those were some of the very important things for me. I really didn't care about winning and losing during the summer. I wanted to see what I was going to have. Now, of course, you, you want to win. It doesn't matter if it's thumb wrestling of course. Or your, your dad. Of course. But um, to me, those things were more important during the summertime. Um, and that's what we really looked at uh, so that we would kind of know personnel, know where we were going into the season. And so these coaches now have been handcuffed all summer mm-hmm. because it's been a stage kind of system of opening up and allowing you to do this. And, you know, with basketball, myself and Adrian Penland were going to kind of use a couple of local gyms and do a camp even as late as last week. Yeah. And you couldn't do that because you still could not play other teams. So um, you know, it's, it's been a tough, tough go for this summer, and just really a lot of, a burden um for the coaches, because again, how do you, well summer, let's just say this, you know, on the record, can't be mandatory right right, right. in the first place. Of course. But we'll pretend like for a moment it could, well then you get back into that, it's a family decision, is mm-hmm. my kid going to be able to come around 20 more kids and have the chance of getting the COVID, right. you know? I mean, my lord, Clemson and LSU, their football, they got back together, and a week later, like fifty kids were quarantined. Yeah. So, it's it's been it's been a tough go as a coach, I can imagine.
0: Well, speaking of coaches, we've you know you know I've talked several times about the new coaches around the area. Basketball is like okay, so the doors wide open, everybody's jumping out of the door. It seemed like there for for what a, a three week period in the area. Coaches going here. Coaches trading positions. Coaches jumping from boys to girls. You know, uh, we've had technically six coaching changes in our area in basketball, whether it's girls or boys. And you know, what's going? What's in the water? Was it the COVID effect on the coaching carousel?
1: No, I just think that for some reason this year, as you pointed out, there's been some changes here in this demographic that mm-hmm. we cover with yeah, WDN access and so it's been kind of like really highlighted and then with COVID as well but every year I promise <laughs> all my years of teaching and coaching the month of March and April are usually very interesting yeah. for basketball and then of course football is typically December and January so you have those ups and downs throughout the year but no the, the six changes that didn't blow me away it just kind of interesting that it all happened here within a 20-minute radius of the station (laughs) Uh, you know but no I don't think anything's abnormal I mean you can't fault people for looking for opportunities and and then a lot of these guys I don't know that they were looking I I just think that we're going to talk about them here in a second but they're well respected and people went looking for them so that's just a compliment to those guys as well
0: well you look at the coaching carousel as we're calling it here and three of the, the the six coaches on this our first time head coaches. Now, you talk about the COVID effect, whether, you know, Wide County Robbie Bailey was a top assistant. So he was with the program. Of course, Michael Parker, of course, with the program there as well. Miles Kendall, all of them with the same program that they took over, basically. Uh, but still, you know the kids, but the COVID effect is you don't get that month of June as your first time being a head varsity basketball coach. What, I mean, the effect there do you think there will be any they know their players do you think that'll be any effect from
1: that i i I would personally say that the three guys you just mentioned coach bailey coach parker and coach kendall um have a little bit of an advantage Mm -hmm. just because they were already there they know who's returning they know who graduated and typically um in the programs i always ran i tried to run them sixth through 12th grade Mm -hmm. so that you knew what was coming you were developing those kids and i didn't micromanage the middle school programs per se but myself and my assistants at least had a hand involved with it so that we knew um okay let's work on this we want them to be able to do this when they get here and those types of things so i think it it benefits those three guys now the other situations where people came in to Mm new, yeah then the the COVID effect, it could have a little bit of effect, especially depending on what GHSA allows here coming up in the next, say, two months when, yeah. we're, when we're talking specifically yeah. about basketball. Um, but as a whole, I think the inside guys have a little bit of an advantage there.
0: Well, Todd Cottrell and Tyler Sanders are two of the coaches you're talking about that uh, basically switched – well, they didn't switch positions, but Cottrell left from Lakeview, went to Dawson, and then Tyler Sanders, well – he takes over from Todd Cottrell over at Lakeview. So I guess you could say when you take over the middle of a school shutdown, you don't get to see your players other than maybe on a computer screen. So perhaps the COVID effect is, is more for them not seeing their players. And now just over the last month or so, being able to get in the gym, do some work, do some workouts, uh, you know, and now finally get to scrimmage each other. But, uh, who do you think in this coach? Who do you think got the best hire
1: there? uh Oh, yeah, I'm on the hot seat already. How long have we been on here? Five minutes? <laughs> didn't didn't take you long, <laughs> Bo. No, I honestly, I because of the COVID and and everything that's going on in the in the real world per se, and with athletics, I don't know anybody that can be on the hot seat or <laughs> you know the good to the bad. They're indifferent. Yeah, because. It is just so much new Mm -hmm. that nobody knows really what to do with. Um, But, you know, overall, um, you know, Dawson getting uh, Coach Cottrell, I mean, he's been around for many years. Todd, you're not old. You know, I'm just saying you've been doing this a long time, got lots of good experience, um, and he's won pretty much everywhere. You know, um, what was he? Is that White County? White. And he won. Then he took a little small trip up to southeast, Hayesville. up up toward north, up towards Tennessee, yeah, northwest Georgia. Yep. Then he was at Flair Branch, did a good job there. Then he was at Gainesville. And they they almost won it. They were probably a bucket or two away. Mm-hmm. Um, then he's done a great job at Lakeview. So he's got a great track record. Um, you know, no guessing when he comes to into the program because he kind of knows what his expectations are he knows you know what he's looking for in the kids in the program and, and that kind of thing when you're new you know you're kind of learning your way even though the guys we mentioned have had good mentors and have come from good situations he just at this point todd knows what what he wants and oh, what so his the, expectations kind
0: of the biggest biggest name hire of that whole group i would agree with that
1: and uh so i know just talking to a few folks in dalsam i think they are really pleased with how that turned out um and i've talked to todd i think he's really looking forward to it well it was hard for him because he'd been at lakeview what seven years Mm -hmm. and had some great relationships was well respected and you know what coach vining had started there and then he replaced seth when he finally did retire so They've got some really good things going on there. So, so, Todd did a great job, and I agree with you that that was probably the biggest name, if you want to say that.
0: So, here are the coaching changes. If uh, just to refresh everybody's memory, White County hired Robbie Bailey to take the position of uh, Wade Monsley, uh who left there. Dawson, of course, had the the kind of the switcheroo there with Eric Herrick coaching the boys one year, replacing. Coach Pittman over here across from us. Then he jumped to girls basketball, uh, leaving the boys' side open for Todd Cottrell, who was hired to take over that position. Up at Lumpkin County, a former assistant of Coach Chad Pittman, Michael Parker taking over for Jeff Still, and at Lakeview, Tyler Sanders taking over for Cottrell, and then at North Hall, uh, Miles Kendall, who's a former Piedmont basketball player and Habersham Central assistant coach, uh, and – uh, two or three years, I think, his as assistant at North Hall takes over for Tyler Sanders. So there's there is kind of the breakdown, or is the breakdown of of the coaching moves, uh, you know, in this area. And and coach, let's let's talk a little bit about Michael Parker because I mean, you were talking about mentoring. You mentored him for what two years, three years uh, at Dawson, and and now he gets the opportunity to jump in as head coach at Lumpkin County, take over for the legendary Jeff Still.
1: Michael Parker, wow, what a guy. Uh, I think he's going to do a terrific job. Um, You know, of course, I was biased, but I was hoping he would replace me. Um, But that didn't happen, so no hard feelings there. He's moved on, and, you know, there's a way for things to work out, and there's, you know, things happen for a reason. So he's now at Lumpkin and going to do a terrific Mm -hmm. job up there. Parker's a great um, a great guy when it comes to relationships. So from a coaching standpoint, um, you know, there's got to be that separation coach player type thing, but Parker does a really good job with building relationships with those kids. So I think they're going to number one, respect him and like him. And I always felt like as a coach, if they respect you, they'll play harder for you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a, a definite thing he'll have going for him in Lumpkin and and then, you know, his work was still at Johnson. Um, then he worked in Gwinnett and got a view of a different athletics no, yeah. down there. You know, that's on a different level. And then, of course, with me, I'm not sure what I taught him at that point, but I know <laughs> we had three really good years together, and then now up at Lumpkin again. Too so hard on yourself. Um, he, he will do a great job up there. I think that's a great hire for them um, moving forward. I, you know, again, let me say this, just out in the open – um, you to be able to win a bunch, you, you got to have some Jimmys and Joes. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying not a thing about Lumpkin kids, Dawson kids, Northall, no, nothing about none of the kids, but um, you know, there's something to be said about the balance of good coaching and good players, mm-hmm. uh, and I say that with all due respect to both sides of that coin. So, um, you know, it'll take Parker a little time to build it and get it where he wants it, although him and still last year worked well together and i i really with what they had and the injury and so forth i somewhat felt like they overachieved last year up there um so again enough about that but parker will do a great job
0: so you're kind of a north hall guy too you, you live what uh, two minutes from the school i think right
1: north hall yeah yep, yeah, yep. yeah my son yeah. goes to middle school up there
0: so uh Tyler Sanders leaving and we'll kill two herds with one stone here leaving there to take over Lakeview and then Miles Kendall being elevated from his assistant to the head coach you know I know you know Tyler well not sure how well you know Miles but uh those moves there what your thoughts on those moves
1: well I don't think I'm alone when I say this I, I'll speak for as you mentioned a, a moment ago the the coaches kind of have the fraternity mm-hmm. there and you know a lot and have good relationships. I think just in general, I don't know if it's because Tyler had been there, you know, for several years and and his team last year won 18 games yeah, um, and had, had done really well and so forth. I think everybody was shocked, to be quite honest, that he yeah. left. I, I think the first time it went out on the, the Twitter and the text and on Access, it was like, let me read that again. Yeah, huh? Like, Wait a minute. So um, he had done a really good job up there. Tyler, the last couple season, seasons, uh, to his credit, he had not really had the true scores. And, and every basketball team to be real successful, you need, it, you need one or two guys or girls that's just going to go out there and score the ball for you. Um, so you don't have to really worry. too They had trouble scoring. But I tell you what, the two things I thought his team did really well, they played as hard as anybody mm-hmm. and as physical as anybody. And then the second thing, they always did a good job defensively. If you look at the scores, they're 48-45, 54-47. You know, he he always gave his teams a chance to win, so to his credit on that. Um, Miles coming in, you know, like you said, don't know a whole bunch about Miles. Has a a background of playing at Piedmont and uh, has been assistant for several years, so I was good to see Coach Borg and those guys reward somebody that's working hard and that kind of thing and promote from within, which was which was probably a, a great thing to do in this situation as we talked about the COVID. But one thing I've noticed about Miles, if you notice the bench, Tyler's coaching the floor. Miles was coaching the bench. Yeah, yeah. You know, the enthusiasm and the attitude he brought to the program, I thought was very noticeable from the stands. So, like, you know, if my kid plays for that, sometimes in the game – you take a kid out, and I've, I've done this myself. You take it out, and you really don't have time to explain to them the good, the bad, they're indifferent. So, Miles, I thought, did a great job. Many times you'd see him coaching the bench kids, uh, which is invaluable to a head coach. So, his energy and attitude, I think, is going to really pay off for them.
0: So, uh, White County, Robbie Bailey, the top assistant up there taking over. He was only at White County for a year, but he he was at the middle school, and he coached. He was the head football coach uh, at the middle school level as well. So, he's going to take over for Robbie in a very good senior class coming back for White County. They're dropping down, obviously, from 7-4A into 7-3A and and, uh, should be an interesting White County team on the court this season.
1: Well, we, we called their game last year against mm-hmm. Firebranch at the end of the season, mm-hmm. um, the boys and girls down there. So I got the chance to watch them play uh, a couple times. Really a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they graduated anybody or maybe just one. Right. So as you asked earlier, is anybody somewhat on the hot seat? He's not on a hot seat, but I would dare say the expectations are pretty high for their program. Mm-hmm. Because they did drop, and if you look at the new region with the Bluff and Dawson and Northall, Lumpkin, White, Hall, and help me, who did I leave out? Um, Gilmer. Gilmer, thank yeah, you. Yeah. I, I would think going into the season, if we have the season, right. I would there think many people have them picked in the top three, possibly the top two. Um, if I were picking now, I would pick the Bluff as one, Based on what I know to be fact, not knowing move-ins, White maybe two and probably Dawson three. I I don't know. But anyway, that may be another smart hire up there because of what you just said, Bo. He was coaching in the middle school. He was a top assistant. So he's going to know what's coming. He's already built relationships with those kids. So I think that'll be uh, very advantageous for him um, going into this season because, again, with the summer being cut short. But let me say this going – to the three I will say rookie coaches, if you will, Coach Bailey, Coach Parker, and Coach Kendall. Um I would say that all of them, even if they thought what was happening in the program was the best thing ever, they all better wrap the box at least in a different color paper or something. They better put their stamp on it. You know, the only I've always thought hiring from within You know, you're not mad at the guy you replaced, but nobody agrees totally with what's going on. Mm -hmm. Parker coached with me, and we didn't always agree 100%. So I would just – my advice to those three gentlemen would be put your own stamp of approval on this program, you know, Make some type of adjustment, you know. Even if you agreed with the philosophies that were there the last season, you're still going to have to do some things your own way, so that the kids look at you as the new leader of that program. And that's just a suggestion I would make to those guys.
0: So you you look at the high school basketball, and and, and you know, we're talking new regions. Yeah, uh, you, you look down at some new regions, and you say. Hmm. This could be interesting. 7-3-A is going to be an interesting region, and that's one that we kind of always gravitate to because it has the most area teams and housed in one one region. Uh, you know, 8-4-A, nah, I don't know about that one. Jefferson's in there, Branch is in there. Basketball, I think, kind of drops off a little bit in 8-4-A somewhat. But uh, we haven't talked about the, the new realignment since it happened. I mean, as a coach, how would you feel about the moves that GHSA's made?
1: Well, seven triple has got to be excited, yeah, because of three letters, G, A, C. They're gone. See you later, alligator. Now it's fine if I'm if I'm playing them in the final four. Hey, we don't care. We're happy to be there. You, you, you know, got there. You're tickled. So, um, they've got to be. Ha- I felt like in all the regions. From a basketball, football, baseball, and people, please don't be mad at me for saying kind of the main three, if mm-hmm. you will, um, I, I would say seven-triple. You just got to get your whistle on and go out and work hard because there's no excuses, yeah. in my opinion. Like, everybody should be fairly even. Yeah. Um, You know, so I I would feel like everybody has a chance, Uh, well, whatever it is, Friday nights or, you know the cross-country, the tennis, the wrestling, the soccer. I mean, so I would think that overall is a fairly even deal. So I, I would think if I was still coaching, I would feel really good about that situation.
0: Yeah, you know, a lot of the coaches say it's a more competitive region, which it, it, it really is in the fact that, especially on the football side of it, when you look at, at GAC and their domination of 7 3 for the last four years, I mean, they've just dominated the region. Now, granted, Hall and Dawson should have beat them at least – one time I can count on uh, from the previous seasons. But they didn't do it, even though they should have. But, uh, you know, GAC's gone now. And in basketball, I mean, you you guys beat GAC in a region championship, what, two years ago? And then Dawson beat them again. So it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where GAC is gone. It is more competitive. But one of the other regions is Buford's brand-new region. And that would be uh, the Grade Eight Six A with Decula and Lanier and Central Manette and those guys in it. As far as basketball goes, I don't know what that's going to bring to the table. Habersham Central's in in that region, you know. But each week we look for good basketball. Sometimes we don't get it, but we look for good basketball. I don't know how much research you've done on you know the new classifications, but what do you think? You know, maybe is is well that you know region?
1: that as you mentioned. You know, you put Lanier, whose football program has been really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Then you got Buford. Well, do we need – I mean, nah. what else do you need to say? And then um, Decula, their football has been very – so just those three names alone, um, you know, would, would stand out to me from a football standpoint. That, that league will be pretty tough. Um, and then from a basketball, you know, those those schools are rolling out really good athletes – um, Lanier has had several kids get scholarships mm-hmm. the last few years in basketball. Last year, did, they went to the championship game, if I recall correctly, uh, or at least so. the final four the final in four basketball. Basketball. Yeah. So, um, And Decula's had some really good sports programs. Those three teams come to mind as making that a really pretty tough region. Um, looking at Gainesville, uh, I would think Gainesville's got to be um, pretty pleased. Mm-hmm. with where they landed because it could have been a whole lot tougher if they had to put them down in with Collins Hill, Mill Creek, North Gwinnett, and so forth because that's just – I was down there for four years with Duluth, and that's that's yeah. brutal. Yeah. Um, but they got put over with basically all the Forsyth. So I would say for them that's going to be really competitive. I think Lambert has kind of excelled mm-hmm. in basketball and some other sports. Uh, West Forsyth then Denmark has had you know success the last couple of years being a new school but i would think the coaches at Gainesville have to feel pretty good about where they got placed as well so um you know Flair Branch Chesity, some of those they're over now with che- uh, with Jefferson right Jefferson, yeah. so they'll be kind of going to the east towards Athens i was in that region when i was in Jackson County years and years ago um some nights that is really really tough mm. so they'll have to bring their a game and, and Jefferson alone just across the board man their athletics oh yeah they're really stout so they got the starts kid in football who i think everybody in the nation wants mm-hmm. but now the branch welcome to the dark side <laughs> i mean come on now their football it has been, their football has been, yeah, kind of been that's right now and, yeah. and coach newton gonzalez yeah. has done a great job with the girls program and they've been very good um so i i i hey flair branch will make some splash in several things and, and again coaches i apologize i I know, I guess, you know, you hear more about basketball and football, but I know there's a lot of other good things going on across the board in in those athletic, in those, you know, soccer, wrestling, baseball, and so forth.
0: So, way too early prediction on the high school basketball season, Coach. Uh, He's going to be the best team in the area.
1: Well, I I, I tell you what, if I was (laughs) a betting man, and I don't have any money in my pocket, but if I did. I know you didn't bring lunch. I would – I wouldn't count Buford girls basketball <laughs> out of playing in the state championship. I mean, that was too easy, Coach. Come on now. Okay, I took the easy You road took the out. easy route. Okay, so I, I tell you what. Um, boys basketball, um, I will say the Bluff wins the region and wins the Lanierland. Oh, boy, that's there bold. There you go. Okay. Chad Pippen has so, just said um, that Bluff will win Lanier land. Yep. I hear the big kid has has looked good throughout yeah, the summer yeah. in workouts. I'm proud for him, man. Because yeah, he I hear too. he's a great, a great guy. And that was awful for him, that yes. leg injury last year. But um so, I, Is he seven foot yet? Maybe if his hair's sticking, <laughs> you know. So uh but I hear he's really, really coming along and and, and doing well. So that's good for him. But I, I would say there, um, On the girls' side in basketball, I think Flair Branch still brings back several of those kids, including the big girl. Mm. Uh, What was her name, Bo? Help me out.
0: Yeah, I could help you out, but for some reason it's going away from me.
1: I apologize, Coach, that I can't remember her name. Um, She had the sister that went and played college ball as well. but She's back in some of their guard plays, so I would not count them out of making a big splash here in in the county area uh, for girls' basketball. So – that's as that's as far out on limb as I'm gonna. That, go. That's as far okay? as you're
0: gonna go before it breaks, huh? That's right. Well, you know, uh, we just hope to have a season, uh, you know, because you, you were talking earlier about COVID and and if football doesn't go and and no other sports gonna go because football drives the bus, you know, per se on on, on money on revenue on uh, just about everything else. So the lower Sports and I'm, I don't say lower sports is in you know bad, just revenue lower, generating lower revenu- revenue revenue right. generating sports. Football helps them out. So if that doesn't happen and you don't have packed stands and 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 certain other things, uh it's really going to handicap. And if you don't have an outdoor f- sports, you know, which I mean, Mitch told us earlier that that California has for some reason move their football season to spring of which covid really started up this year uh and we'll start practicing in late december imagine that uh and play in the spring Uh, i mean it just makes no sense to me but if we don't have outdoor sports we're probably not going to have indoor sports
1: well uh i'm as we said i am uh trying to be positively optimistic (laughs) there you go and so I would agree with you because if you do not have football, I'm not sure you'll have sports. Right. Um, That's just how myself, along with some other buddies of mine and other coaches I've talked to because of the revenue. And and here's not only are people buying tickets, but here's some of the things that maybe people aren't thinking about is, is every sport is fundraising. Mm -hmm. And they need the local business person to donate um that's going to be difficult Mm. you know this time parents have not been as working as much so those fees to cover shoes yeah and this that and the other where is that so it it just d all the above is going to play into these decisions and they're going to be tough
0: which it also kind of a trickle down effect because when you talk about the business of not just high school football but you know from from uh Coaching basketball for all those years, you know, it's going to affect those people that you buy the uniforms from. or you buy the shoes from? You know, uh, your local rep. Who, if you, you if you don't use the big guy, if you use the local the local guy, and you don't you don't place an order with him, then what's going to happen? You know, it, it's just kind of a trickle down
1: effect. It really is. It, I, I don't think people knew. I read the article. I, I tell you this. I read the article yesterday from the board of trustees president for the GHSA mm-hmm. and. He made a statement. He said, I knew that sports were important in the state of Georgia, but until the last two weeks or two months, the emails, texts, yeah. he said, I didn't truly know it was this big a deal oh, yeah. in the state. And so to your point, because of that, sports and schools, mm-hmm. I, there are so many things touched and influenced by that that it it's really... I think it's bigger than we all knew.
0: Well, speaking of influence, how's the frozen frenzy truck? Well,
1: uh, we'll be happy to serve you some shaved <laughs> ice anytime you want it, big guy. That's for sure. Yeah. Again, it's those events, you know. Yeah. The events are just canceled because churches and schools and parking and wrecks have all, what do we do? So, um, 27
0: yeah. flavors, right? Or 37 flavors? Oh, as, flavors as many you as
1: you want. We, we can do a rainbow for it. So, there's no <laughs> doubt about so it.
0: So is it self-server? Or will you make it? Well, there's no self-serve no more. Oh, you got to, that's right. That's right. That's COVID right. again
1: has affected, you know, the people you wouldn't have thought about. So I guess right? that
0: slows you down a bit. It does. Yeah. It
1: does. So it's still yummy, so, but it does slow you down.
0: Frozen frenzy.
1: We do have a new drink though. What is the new And drink? we, we debuted it this past weekend at a movie night and some other things we did. It's the pineapple strawberry smoothie mm. in the pineapple.
0: Uh, oh, so it Wait. makes you feel like you're at the beach. Wait, so you yeah. got to get the pineapples and like dig it out and then, oh yeah, yeah, man, it's
1: it, it's enough to feed two. Really? Oh
0: yes, sir. So you do more than than just what do you call shaved ice? Let's call it. That's that. right.
1: That's right. We're fun for the whole family. Fun um, for the whole family. Yeah, the one truck we have the shaved ice. We have the espresso coffee bar, yeah. just like your Starbucks on wheels, and then. Kind of like the Smoothie King. We do the smoothies as well. So a little bit of everything. One stop shop. There you go. Frozen
0: Frenzy Truck. You see it out. Make sure you stop by and say, hey, coach. I and, appreciate
1: the endorsement, both. And, and uh, thank
0: pick you. up one of those. You still got the souvenir cups?
1: Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah. So you can get And those are what? 40, 64 ounce cups or what?
1: Uh, I wish they were. <laughs> as hot as it's been. We need that. Oh, boy. Well, coach, we
0: hope, hope. We are broadcasting some some land basketball since you've made the bold prediction of the Cherokee Bluff Boys winning the tournament.
1: Benji, I didn't jinx you, so don't think that when we you know hear this. Fu-
0: funny story, every time I talk to Coach Jones, because you know, shot Dabney with a transfer in over, uh, because Riverside shut down. That was, I mean, that was a big injection of talent to that program, and he had a lot coming back. You know, uh, with Jaquan Smith at running back. So every time I talk to Coach, I'm like, Coach. You got a place for that region championship trophy, and he goes just like, "Would you please stop that?" Yeah,
1: <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah, you don't – you know, it's kind of like, what, two years ago when Jeff Hart was like, let's go ahead and get get a hotel room and make. And I was like, no, please, please, you're you're jinxing me there. So I apologize with the predictions if I felt like it jinxed anybody. But
0: You didn't make a girls' prediction, by the way.
1: Well, I did. I said Flair Branch right now. In in the area, I think they would have a little bit of the edge um, with what they have returning. But now i I tell you this. You know, I think people are going to count North Hall out because they graduated such Mm. a great squad. I, I like some of those kids, and they've got a good young group. I mean, I think Christie had six or eight freshmen that dressed out on the team. And then the Whoa. Shoemaker kid, you know, she came yeah. off the bench and was really a hit. So, I, I'm just not going to count Northall girls out. You know, I, they do a good job.
0: I, and I thought Christie did a good job of getting those young younger players in a big game, you know, to get them varsity time.
1: I would agree with that as well. But I, I'll be honest with you, and – I'm I'm not getting endorsement or paid advertisement from anybody here. I would say this. I I think knowing many of the coaches in Hall County, Dawson, Lumpkin, you know, the surrounding areas that we cover here on Mm -hmm. Access, I would say that parents need to feel really good about their child being coached and having a relationship with the coaches that are in place. right? I think the the principals, the ADs, the school systems have done a really good job um, in hiring. So I feel North Georgia is very fortunate to have the coaches they have because the, the coaches that I know, um, again, do a really good job. Parents need to feel safe about their kids being with them and so forth. So kudos to all the coaches in the area and parents, you know feel safe and feel good about your kid and who's coaching them
0: well before we get out of here coach uh, you know you and i talked on the phone about it the new shot clock that they're going to kind of slowly implement into the game <laughs> he started shaking his head no I, so <laughs> i i know you're not coaching anymore but if you were coaching would you vote for that i'm going on the record i'm opposed you're opposed and why well I like the idea, but I want to hear from a coaching perspective.
1: Well now I you know, I read the article that y'all yeah. wrote up, which was great. Uh Coach House, mm-hmm. who I respect, Coach Graham at Gaines. Well yep. I think you quoted both of them mm-hmm. as they're they love it and they're for it. And I'll say that Coach Michael Parker, he's they're for it. So you know, all these folks grow the game. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get that. I just feel like that over my coaching career, um, Coach girls and boys there were some nights where i we were outmatched yep and so from a coach that's that's really you, that's not what you want ideally of course but you have to coach harder right. it makes you better as a coach because you have to coach hard to stay in games and give yourself a chance and give your kids a chance and so those years there were many nights where the philosophy was if the other team doesn't have the ball, right. they can't score. Or you take that same mindset of, okay, instead of doing 32 minutes of basketball, we're going to try to shorten the game to about 20 or 22. Mm-hmm. Well, now that's not going to be feasible. And then the other thing I, I think is, is teenagers are teenagers. There was many nights where kids took shots that, I'm thinking, I don't know that I would have taken that shot. So, does the pressure now of looking up, seeing 14, 13, eight, seven, six, and I'm jacking it? And maybe we still had enough time to get the shot we wanted. So, um, I can understand a little more coaching, uh, more excitement at the end. It's not a free throw contest. Right. You know, and at the end of quarters, it's getting that two for one that you hear. You know, the guys on TV on mm-hmm. TNT talk about, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. So I get it why coaches would like it. Me personally, I just felt like that it gives the underdog a chance without it because I can kind of take the air out of the ball some night. And then at the end, if I'm up, I can feel really good about it. Yeah. You know, so I, me personally, I'm opposed just for those reasons. But I, I'm with those people that love it.
0: Okay. Well, there's your – but that's your I, answer, folks.
1: I don't. I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent there, but uh, it's
0: going to benefit all student sections across the area too.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. would definitely agree with that. I think um, the games will be much faster paced now. So um, I was once told this. Uh, you know, you can't take jackasses to the Kentucky Derby <laughs> yeah. and win. I would think we're going to be closer to the Kentucky Derby at this point, you know, because the game will be sped up. So uh, that will make for hey, I think our job is going to be a lot more fun. I think you it know. will
0: be. I think it will be if we're going to make a T-shirt out of that comment. <laughs> Uh,
1: email Chad Pittman at WDUN <laughs> for size.
0: There you go. All right, Coach. Appreciate you, man. Enjoyed catching up with you. We need, we need to do this uh, a little more often. Hey, I love it. How Anytime. I too. too. All right. Check us out on Twitter at uh, TheBoWilson, is my personal. Uh, WDUN Sports is at WDUN Sports and also at Friday Game Night for all your high school football stuff. We're going to start our mic'd up series. That's coming up later on this week. Our first series will be with White County head coach. Temp Coakley should be a good one. Everyone, have a great, and safe, and healthy week.